Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Biblical Worldview, a long-form conversation podcast examining current events in the world through the lens of the Bible. Uh, you are joining us for the question and answer portion of our podcast that will view or that will air rather on a later date. You may find this podcast on Spotify, Rumble, and YouTube. Um, again, this is the question and answer portion of the podcast. So we do this in a discussion style format and we will talk about a whole range of subjects this evening. Really wherever your, uh, your questions will lead the course of our conversation. Uh, some topics that we um, are discussing on this evening's edition um, are passages from 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, Daniel chapter 12, and Revelation chapter 13. I'm also talking about uh, current events, um, folks that are joining the, the race for president uh, coming up in 2024, um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., um, and anything else that you guys want to bring up. So you guys feel free to ask any questions that you would like. Um, concerning current events or um, any questions you have out of the Bible. Again, um, just looking at some, some specific passages here um, from the Bible. Um, start out and we'll look at a um, passage here from Thessalonians. And again, you guys feel free to drop any questions you have along the way um, in the chat. This is from 1 Thessalonians um, chapter starting in verse 13 it says but I do not want you ignorant brothers concerning those who have fallen asleep lest you sorrow as others who have no hope for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus for this we say to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. And then on into chapter 5, but concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brothers, are not in the darkness, so this day should not overtake you as a thief. You are sons of the light and sons of the day, not of the night or the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep in the night, and those who get drunk, get drunk in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love 
and as a helmet the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. This is talking about the what is commonly referred to as the rapture, but here is called the day of the Lord. And so this is something that that I think that every believer um, needs needs to uh, be thinking about, uh, needs to be looking at, and um, and really everybody needs to study for themselves. Um, and the Word of God has a whole lot to say um, about this subject matter, and so. Um, that is one of the main topics that we have been talking about um, on this edition of, of Biblical Worldview. And I just wanted to give you guys opportunities to ask questions about, um, about the rapture, about things having to do um, with what is referred to as the last days or the end times. Um, also referred to um, as the apocalypse. The apocalypse, of course, um, means the unveiling or revealing. Um, we understand that the revelation um, has to do with the complete revelation or revealing of Jesus Christ and also um, goes along well with with uh, with apocalypse, that, that revealing. Um, you know, of course, revelation is in itself um, a revealing. And I think that many people are aware right now that um, that a lot of information um, is coming to light. Um, the things that that were called conspiracy um, not very long ago are understood as as fact now. And so, again, um, just wondering if any of you guys have questions um, concerning any of these things. Um, if you guys do, again, put those um, put those in the chat, and we'll do the best that we can to answer those. I'm going to look now with you guys at 2 Thessalonians in chapter 2. It says this, it says, Now, brothers, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together with Him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. So what Paul is saying here is that he doesn't want them uh, to be shaken. He doesn't want them to believe it. If someone writes a letter to them and tells them that Jesus had already come, Paul is telling them, uh, do not believe that. He goes on to say in verse 3, let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless... So he's telling, he's telling the church, he's speaking um, to the original recipients of this letter, the church in Thessalonica, um, and just as much so, he's speaking to us today, and he says, let no one deceive you by any means. The day of the Lord will not come unless the falling away comes first. In some of your translations, you would have there, the apostasy comes first, and and the man of sin is revealed the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or worship so that he sits 
as God and the temple of God showing himself that he is God. So what is what does all that mean? Paul again he starts off saying don't let anybody tell you that Jesus Christ has has already come or that the day of the Lord has already come and he says listen you need to understand that there are some events that will come, some events that must transpire before the day of the Lord. And, and again, the day of the Lord is commonly referred to in, in our culture as the rapture. Um, the Bible calls it the day of the Lord. The Bible also calls it uh, the harvest. Um, but here um, we have we have it said, for that day will not come unless first the falling away comes. And what is this? This this means that um, at some point, I believe in the near future, there will there will be a falling away where where many will depart from the faith. The Bible tells us that there is much deception um, and a great delusion that is coming upon the world. And through this deception, through this delusion, many will be shaken in their faith, and they will actually depart from the faith. Uh, Jesus Christ Himself said that that deception would would um, would be be so deep that if it were possible even the very elect in Christ would fall away and so what we understand is that in this deception delusion in this time of testing that a great number of Christians will fall away and that has to happen before Jesus Christ returns before the harvest before there is a rapture and then we have a secondary event that we are told will happen before again before the coming of the Lord and that event being that the man of sin is revealed who is the man of sin the man of sin is the one that's commonly referred to as the antichrist and so we understand from this passage in in second thessalonians chapter 2 starting in verse 1 and going on down to verse 4 that jesus christ will return before his return we're going to see many, many people who call themselves Christians depart from the faith, the great apostasy or the falling away, and the Antichrist will be revealed to the world. It says that this Antichrist who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he will even sit as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So what does this mean? This means that eventually, and again, I believe very soon, there will be a third Jewish temple built on or near the site where the first and the second Jewish temple stood. Does God want this temple? No, I do not uh, believe uh, that God wants this temple. I do not believe that the Bible teaches us that God uh, desires or needs this temple um, for worship um, the, the way that we as Christ followers understand it. Nevertheless, we have a prophetic word that tells us that man will decide to build this third temple. And even now, there is an organization called the Temple Institute in Israel. They have reconvened the, the Sanhedrin. They have all of the tools that are necessary. They just had a golden menorah um, that is necessary for this third temple. Donated. This thing is, is pure gold and is worth millions of dollars. They have five red heifers um, that are that are on hand. Um, those red heifers um, are necessary for the purification, um, sacrifice, and rites um, that they need to complete for again for the purification of Israel. All of these things are in place, and so while we understand 
that we are um, the temple of God, meaning those that, that have believed in their heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, confessed with their mouth, uh, we live as though Jesus Christ is the Savior and the Lord of our life. We are the temple of God. The Holy Spirit has, has indwelt himself in um, all of us that um, are believers, followers of Jesus Christ. Um, you are filled with the Holy Spirit, so we are the temple of God. But again, there will be a third temple, a physical temple that is built and sacrifice will, will be commenced there in this place. And then we understand that at some point, the Antichrist will stop the sacrifice, that he will actually sit in the place of God and he will proclaim himself to be God. Then going on into verse 5, it says, Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now you know what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And I believe that, that maybe this process is actually happening right now. Uh, if we look um, not just here at home, but abroad, lawlessness is everywhere. Right now, Israel is, is in absolute chaos. Uh, France is in absolute chaos. There is almost like a civil war going on in France right now. Uh, the judicial system, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu is uh, right now is trying to overhaul the judicial system, which has caused massive protest within Israel. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, we do not see very much about this um, on our news. Our, our media here in the United States no longer reports news to us. Uh, but this mystery of lawlessness, it says, is already at work, and only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. So at some point, um, the spirit that has restrained this lawlessness will be completely removed, and then the lawlessness, or the, and then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. So we understand that at the coming of Jesus Christ, this one that opposes God and sets himself against God will be absolutely destroyed. So again, uh, something I, I think that, um, you know, Will, I, I, I just, I am aware, I think you are aware too, I know that you grew up in church, uh, you know, the American church for the most part um, is in no way prepared for any of the things that the Bible says that we ought to be prepared for. Um, if we read through um, the text all through um, the New and the Old Testament, um, we are told to prepare for, um, for these things, to uh, prepare to endure. Yet in the American church, um, we are um, prepared um, for, for escape um, is, is what uh, the majority of the American church is prepared for. So, you know, I, I think it's um, a useful discussion to have to to at least examine these things, um, so that um, you know, that we know that we have studied and showed ourselves approved. What do you think, Will? Oh yeah, I mean, the, I, I honestly believe everything you just said. The the modern day American church is not prepared for for what's coming. I think most of them are. You know, like that verse you read, most of them are still oblivious to the fact that this stuff is even going on. 
I mean, you know, just going through everything she said, like the five red heifers. I mean, they, you know, imported them from Texas over there. You know, they they found the five red heifers, and you know, they have them. And how many, how many actual Christians actually know about any of this stuff? Well, I don't. I really don't think many, and and um, and that's why I hope that this podcast is is useful. You know, um, I know that you're a busy person. I'm a busy person, um, but you and I have decided to do this because uh, I believe that it, that it has value if we can discuss these things. Um, you know, we've said in in uh, the previous episodes of this podcast uh, that. According to to um, more than one poll, um, it is only one percent of Americans that have a biblical worldview. That means one out of every one hundred Americans has a worldview that that uh, comes from this this Bible. But there's only six percent of Christians. Mm-hmm. So if you put a hundred Christians in a room, that means six of them believe in the Bible, the whole Bible, and live their lives according to this word. And then still, beyond that, even only 57% of pastors hold a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. And so if that's the case, I, I think you're exactly right. I, I think that, that there are very few Christians who, who an have an understanding. <laughs> I just thought of this. I got an interesting thing I want us to, to look up. How many pastors are in the world? I <laughs> That's a good, yeah, I'm, I wonder. Looks like uh, there's a couple of questions here. It says, yeah. uh, Mel says, what, what do you got? So, Mel, um, sorry, I had no idea how to say your last name. Perini. Perini? Yeah. Perini, is that how it is? How Close. important do you think, how important do you think it is, oh, come on, Sorry. The comment section keeps scrolling away. How important do you think it is for all of us to prepare, not just for ourselves, but for others, so we can help them too? I think everybody should should uh, pray and go to the Lord and ask the Lord to give them vision concerning what it is that they would do. Um, pray and then and then write down the thoughts that they have concerning those things. You know, that's um, I know that that's you know a pretty simplistic answer, but. Uh, that's that's how I um, that's how I get vision from the Lord. Um, I know that um, I don't just talk about these things. I believe these things, and so I myself have um, you know have have done some amount of preparing. Um, I, I know that the Bible encourages us to to be prepared, um, and I you know my personal thoughts on that is that um, as a you know believer. Um, of every word that Jesus said and, and the way that he lived, I think that it's even more important to be concerned for the well-being of others. You know, if yeah. if you have some things that uh, you know, let's say a person has some goods set aside, you know, just a, a, a modest amount of things that they've put aside and they've prepared, but you hold those things, you know, with an open hand, and uh, you know, and you put those things before the Lord and you say, Lord, I've gathered these things together. Um, but these, all of this belongs to you. <clears throat> uh, I can see where the Lord would would uh, have us in a situation where perhaps you see somebody with their family and they're scared to death and think about going into a grocery store uh, to try to get a couple of things. Uh, but you know, there's craziness going on in there, and the Lord might move in 
in uh, my heart, your heart, and say, hey, why don't you help those folks out? And so I, I think that preparing um, for ourselves um, you know, is, is encouraged by the Word of God, is an important. Uh, I think um, having a, a heart and a mind that um, has been purposed to help others and, and hold on to those things loosely, understanding that the Lord will provide uh, for those that, um, that have a heart to help others. Um, I think that um, you couldn't really go wrong there. I also think just telling people, like, yeah. <laughs> I think that's that yeah I mean exactly yeah I mean that, you know that's a, that's uh, probably in, one of the best loving, ways that, in a loving and like compassionate way where you actually connect with the person tell them <laughs> yeah and I think more and more people are and I think that people will will um, hopefully watch this and, and other um, other podcasts or uh, places that distribute information. And I think that, uh, that people are more and more, in fact, I don't think, I know that more and more people are, are talking about these things. Uh, we have another question here um, from Derek. Hey, Derek. How will we know when this will happen? I've heard this all my life. Are you anticipating the Antichrist to be revealed soon? How will we know when this will happen? Well, I, very, very good question. Um, you know, in again listen to what this says uh, here in first Thessalonians it says there again back in uh, chapter 5 it says but concerning the times and the seasons brothers you have no need that I should write to you um, for you yourselves know perfectly the day the Lord comes like a thief in the night so we're being told right here it's going to come on us suddenly um, it's going to come as a surprise but then we're given some things to look for for when they say peace and safety Sudden destruction will come upon them, and so we understand from here, and some, and we can, uh, you know, look at this passage exegetically, link it up with some other passages, and what we understand is that there will come a time when, when uh, it will look as though we are entering into a season of peace on the earth, and people will will be celebrating peace, and what the Word of God is telling us is it's during that time that um, that we should we should be aware uh, that that destruction is is coming. Um, from there, uh, it says um, that these things will happen as labor pains on a pregnant woman. So what does that mean? That means that we're going to have warning signs. The warning signs the Bible talks about, we're going to see these things begin to be fulfilled. So we have the prophetic markers that we are told to look for in the Word of God, and we're going to see these things fulfilled. And not only are we going to see them filled, but just like a, a pregnant woman who is having labor pains, her contractions get uh, get more and more regular, closer together, and uh, they grow greater in intensity, um, we will see these same things with the labor pains that are coming upon the world as we come closer to the return of Jesus Christ, which would uh, be like uh, the birthing of something beautiful. And so uh, we go and we look into the Word of God, and what are these things that we look for? Well, Jesus Christ said in Matthew chapter 24 that there would be wars and there would be rumors of wars. And certainly we all understand that there are wars happening right now. We, we see the war that is happening between Russia and Ukraine. That's certainly not the only conflict, but we have uh, rampant rumors of other wars and, and even rumors of nuclear 
war. Um, the, the Word of God says that we would see earthquakes and, and not just uh, you know a few earthquakes. We would see lots and lots of earthquakes in diverse places, even places that we don't ordinarily see earthquakes, and, and that exactly is happening. And we understand that we would see those earthquakes um, in greater frequency and um, stronger in magnitude. Um, and again, all of these things are happening. The Word of God even says that there would be signs and wonders in the sky in so much that men's hearts would fail them for fear of these things. And, and even this, um, there are reports of very, very strange things um, being in the sky. So all of that to say, um, the Word of God has told us um, what, what the world would be like as we see these things um, drawing close. And then of course, there are even uh, more striking um, prophecies that are being fulfilled, um, ones like the Euphrates River that um, is drying up um, a great deal. And of course, that is a, um, a prophecy that is given to us in Revelation that that river eventually will dry up completely, that the armies of the Antichrist would be able to cross over that riverbed into the Ketron Valley or um, the Valley of Armageddon for that final conflict with Jesus Christ. So yes, we've, we've been told these things um, all of our life, but of course, um, it's, it's also very important to understand that um, Israel is, is the most important prophetic time clock um, in all of this. And so um, the return of Jesus Christ was not even possible until after 1948 when Israel came back into existence as a nation. Of course, the Word of God um, and prophecies given to us in Ezekiel um, told us that Israel uh, would be wiped out as a nation, that, a, um, that a, a great persecution would come across the Jewish people, um, that they would be dispersed all over the world, but they would retain their cultural and national identity, um, and that then, um, because of persecution, this being a catalyst, they would be gathered from the four corners of the earth, brought back into the land, um, uh, further prophecy tells us that um, they would regain Jerusalem as their capital, and then the Word of God tells us that not another generation would fully pass before the return of Jesus Christ. And again, uh, Israel um, refounded as a nation in 1948, and then after, after the Six-Day War of 1967, they um, regained Jerusalem, and then, of course, um, further fulfilling the prophetic word of God, they took land from everybody that attacked them. They were um, encircled by, um, by enemy nations, and they took land from Syria. They took land from Egypt, uh, these lands being Gaza, the Golan Heights, um, the Sinai Peninsula. Uh, and um, so... All of these things are, are being fulfilled. We, we truly are living in a time like no other. And the second part of your question, Derek, are you anticipating the Antichrist to be revealed soon? Um, yes, I, me personally, um, I, I, and again, this is my, just my opinion, but I do believe that we will see both um, the falling away um, of um, great many people who call themselves Christians. I think that, that these will be the ones that are lukewarm, and I think these will, will fall away. And I, I do believe that we will soon see the Antichrist revealed. I, I think that even now, um, public figures like King Charles, um, he, he has referred to him at COP22, um, and I do not think that he is the only one that is talking about him. So yes, I do believe soon. You got another question, Will? Uh, there's a... 
Sorry. We got Will's we got Will's little girl Emma <laughs> across the hall in the in the nursery. Terrorizing. Hanging out. Oh, she's a sweetheart. <laughs> she's been a good little girl. Um, there was a, a couple of things I, I wanted to add. Um, stuff that I've specifically realized, you know, now talking about it here with you. I always have a lot of revelations whenever we're here from stuff that I watch through the week. Um, I tend to watch a lot of science stuff, and I think some of the the things, um, some of the things that I've been seeing recently are, are like kind of are all lining up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, for look. example, like I think I heard it two days ago that there's there's potential for war. I mean, of course, you've been hearing that there's potentially war with China. But like it's it's really starting to get serious. Yeah. Uh, some of the evidence that I've I've heard put forth, um, as well as like some of the science stuff that I've watched about um, like things to come with weather, uh, things to come with like uh, solar flares um, potentially being ramped up due to specific ways of orbit, all that stuff and. Earthquakes have been linked to those solar flares. So it's like all this stuff, things that you see in the sky, earthquakes, all of it is kind of, Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and I can't help but wonder how much of what humans um, are doing and will do will play into this. You know, there's scripture that, that says that the sun will be darkened. I just happened to see a, a story today that said Joe Biden is considering this plan that Bill Gates has to to spray aerosols um, throughout uh, our atmosphere and and um, block out part of the sun to to cool the earth down. And I'm thinking, um, well, yeah, sure, there's no way that can go wrong, right? Um, no, totally not. I mean, you know, and there's all kinds of things like that. The UN uh, placed a statue. Um, they they quickly removed it. There was there was. Uh, such talk about it, but they placed a statue. You could you could pull that up on you know um, just Google the peace and safety statue from uh, from the United Nations, and it's it's literally like looks like a leopard with wings on it, you know. And it's the it's it's like, are you trying to do this? It's the exact animal that that you know is that's talked about here um, in the Word of God, and they're it's just it's almost like sometimes uh, sometimes you can't help but wonder. Are, like, are they trying to to do these things? No, they aren't trying to hide it anymore. It's it's all no. no I mean, that's not just this stuff, but just everything. Everything is blatantly out there for everybody to see, and they don't care because they know the people don't care. No, the, they're distracted. The Dis Disney um, I saw on the Disney app they're they're releasing a series. Uh, talked about it this Sunday um, um, during the message this past Sunday. They're releasing. A series um, where there is a um, a high school girl. She goes on a date, has a one night stand, uh, becomes pregnant, only to find out that that um, that the one night stand was with Satan himself, and so now she's carrying the child of Satan, and um, she's coming to find out Satan's not not such a bad guy. And so you you understand the series is trying to show you like, hey, you know, Satan, he's a pretty fun loving guy, and really he just wants you to be yourself. You see the same exact stuff. That's what was going on with uh, the merchandise that they were that they were selling at Target. You know, uh, you know, Satan uh, accepts your pronouns. Uh, children's shirts for Satan. There's another um, animated series with uh, Danny DeVito. 
I believe his daughter is also part of the series. I forget the the young lady's name um, that um, Audrey something. Um, can't remember her name. She's she's pretty popular right now, but um, that show is also about um, Satan and the Antichrist, and it's just this animated show. But but no, they're not. Not only are they not trying to hide the devil any longer, uh, what they're doing now is they're they're making uh, making him out to be some some fun figure. And if you, you know if you have a problem with that, then you know you're just a weirdo that doesn't understand that uh, they're not. They're not serious about this. It's just it's just a game. Uh, let's see. Jessica. Oh, uh, let's see. Julie Rosado. Trying to bring people to the Lord, I'm often turned away. What does God say about trying and failing? Essentially, we understand from the Word of God and the wisdom that we draw from it is there's, you know, failing is not failing if you have the right perspective, Julie. If you understand that that when you fail, uh, you go to the Lord and you ask Him, you know, what wisdom you can draw from that, um, how you might be able to better connect with people, the Lord will provide that wisdom. What I have found is a lot of times people are excited, they have the right motives, um, they have a, a right desire to to share um, Jesus Christ, the fact that He is, is the only way, truth, and the life, uh, but um, people get so excited to do that that they don't really take the, the time that's necessary to make someone feel um, you know, known and understood. So a really, really important part of, of um, witnessing to people, that, that being to tell them about Jesus, is to take time to, to listen to them. There's, uh, there's an old saying that says that people don't really care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so um, I, I personally found that I started having a lot more success in, in having people listen to me and relate to me when I would spend some time listening to them, letting them know that I understand uh, the way they, they feel. Uh, perhaps I even felt the same way, but then I found out about Jesus and uh, I, got, I got free. And so um, that would be my encouragement to you is uh, go to the Lord, ask Him why it is that you're not having uh, the success that you desire. I mean, that you're, you know, you're not, um, you know, you're just not seeing the results that you want to see. Um, ask him for wisdom. The Word of God promises that when a son or a daughter comes to the Lord and asks for wisdom, uh, he won't make you feel silly for that, and he'll give it to you in generous fashion. Um, and again, I, I think it's always a good idea to just try to spend some time getting to know um, somebody and really spending some time listening to them um, and then allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through you. And, and perhaps you'll, you'll say things that you never really would have imagined um, that, you would have, that you would have said. Um, I hope that helps. Got another one, Will? Uh, it's Julie Rosado again. Uh, I think we often forget as well that time in heaven is very different from here, and that's why we hear these things our entire lives. And so many people are non-believers based on, I guess, it not happening soon enough. Well, the Bible says that that. Um, God is not slack or slow as people count slowness. Um, in the Word of God, He also tells us you know, not to forget this one thing, that a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day 
to the Lord. But again, you know, a lot of times I hear people say, you know, oh, well, people have been saying for, for hundreds of years that Jesus was going to come back. But but again, though, those people, you know, and those previous generations are just like um, the, the the vast majority of people today. The vast majority of Christians are, are biblically illiterate. Um, you ask the, the majority of Christians if they have ever read um, the Bible in its entirety. And if they're honest, they will they will tell you no. And again, the reason people have been saying this for so long is because they um, they have they had not read the Word of God, and the Word of God is clear that Israel uh, would have to uh, would have to cease from being a nation, um, that it would not be a nation for um, for a very significant amount of time, and that it would come back into existence as a nation, and, and that it would be from that point forward that this countdown um, to the return of Jesus um, would commence, and and we. I've been in that period again only since 1948. Um, so again, I, I think the answer to to to, um, to these things it's it's just reading the Word of God and understanding um, the Word of God. Uh, all right. Well, tell me if we get in our question. I'm going to go now into this uh, into this um, scripture here in Daniel chapter 12. Yeah, we have a we have a question. But it's... All right. See, this is what it says in Daniel chapter 12. It says, At that time Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation even to that time. And at that time your people shall be delivered, everyone who is found written in the book. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. What's a firmament? And those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Now it's getting really, really interesting. So he says, but you, Daniel, you shut up these words and seal the book until the time of the end. So Daniel is being given uh, part of what's going to transpire um, in the last days, in the end. And he says, but you're going to shut these things up, and they're going to be sealed up until the, the time of the end. And it says, during this time, many shall run to and fro, and many, uh, many scholars of the Word of God, theologians, have come to understand or believe that that, that means uh, that, there, that travel will increase, uh, that there will be a great increase in travel in the last days. I think we've certainly seen that. And it says, and knowledge shall increase. And, and, and we are definitely seeing that in the day that we live in. Knowledge is increasing exponentially. Um, then in verse 5, it says, Then I, Daniel, looked, and there stood two others, one on this riverbank and the other on that riverbank, and one said to the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river, How long shall the fulfillment of these wonders be? And then I heard the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand to heaven, and he swore by him who lives forever, that it shall be for a time, times, and half a time. So what does that mean? Time is one year times 
two years and half a time is a half a year. So we're talking about three and a half years. And, and of course, this, uh, this duration of time is, uh, is, is spoken of consistently throughout the Word of God. It's taught 42 months, 1,260 days, um, or three and a half years. All right, so back to where we were. It says, uh, Then I heard the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river. He held up his right hand to heaven, swore by him who lives forever that it shall be for a time, times, and half a time. And when the power, listen to this, and when the power of the holy people has been completely shattered, all of these things shall be fulfilled or finished. So what does that mean? We're talking about, we're talking about these last days. And it says that all of these things would be fulfilled when, when the power of the holy people has been completely shattered. It says, although I heard, I did not understand. And then I said, my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, go your way, Daniel, for these words are closed up and sealed to the time of the end. Then many shall be purified, made white, and refined. But the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand. But the wise shall understand. And from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away, that's the event that we were talking about earlier, and the abomination of desolation is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. Blessed is he who waits and comes to the 1,335-day mark. All right, so... Remember, remember what we've what we've just read there, and then we're going to go and we're going to look at Revelation, chapter thirteen, and the most significant thing that I think that we heard there is that the the power of the holy people will be completely shattered. And my question to uh, you know for all of us, the church, um, or us that are um, that studying the Word of God, is if there is a rapture that happens before any of the tribulation happens, um, who are these holy people that are going to be shattered? And is that the only place that the Bible talks about that? Again, that was in Daniel, so that is in the Old Testament. Now let's look at Revelation, and let's look at chapter 13. It says, this starting in verse 1, it says, then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. And now the beast which I saw was like a leopard; his feet were like the feet of a, or his feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, and his throne, and his great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast. And they worshipped the beast saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? So of course this is talking about the Antichrist. This is speaking of an event that will happen. That he will suffer what appears to be a deadly wound to his head. We understand from the word of God that three days later he will appear to be resurrected. And this is of course very interesting that, that not not what I'm looking for. This is killing me. You got any questions? Give me a question while I'm looking for this. I'm going to find it. Uh, Justin, go forth. What does the book of Isaiah have to do have to do with today and the end times? 
Well, it has a lot to do um, with with the end times. For for one thing, the book of Isaiah gives a, a very striking prophecy about about Syria, um, and we understand that Damascus that there will be an event that will take place at some point that will leave Damascus um, void of of all um, all people. Um, there will be uh, no one left there to inhabit that place. It, it will be desolate. And so um, that is just one of the prophecies that we have um, from the book of Isaiah. But the, the book of Isaiah is, is, very, is very prophetic. All right, I found it. It was in chapter, chapter 10. All right. So I, this is from chapter 10, starting in verse 1. I saw still another mighty angel coming down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was on his head. His face was like the sun his feet like pillars of fire. He had a little book open in his hand, and he set his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land. He cried with a loud voice as when a lion roars, and when he cried out, seven thunders uttered their voices. Now when the seven thunders uttered their voices, I was about to write, but I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, seal up the things which are the seven thunders, that which they uttered, and do not write them. The angel whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land, raised up his hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever and ever. So if you think back on that scripture that we read earlier from Daniel chapter 12, the, this is, is almost the same exact wording. It says, And swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that are in it, and the earth and the things that are in it, and the sea and the things that are in it, that there should be a delay no longer, but in the days of the sounding of the seventh angel, when he is about to sound the mystery of God, would be finished, as he declared to his servants the prophets. It says, Then the voice which I heard from heaven spoke to me again and said, Go take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel who stands on the sea and on the earth. So I went to the angel and I said to him, Give me the little book. And he said to me, Take it and eat it, and it will make your stomach bitter, but it will be sweet as honey in your mouth. In other words, you know, good at first, but then once it all sets in on you, it's kind of hard to take. Then I took the little book out of the angel's hand, and I ate it, and it was sweet as honey in my mouth, but when I had eaten it, my stomach became bitter. And he said to me, You must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. And then if we go over, continue, if you would continue on reading, you get into chapter 11, and then you get over here into verse 7. It says, And when they finish their testimony, the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit will make war against them. And here we go. And will overcome them and kill them, and their dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. Then those people from those uh, tribes, tongues, and nations will see their dead bodies for three and a half days and not allow their dead bodies to be put into the graves. And those who dwell on the earth will rejoice over them, make merry and send gifts to one another because those two prophets tormented those who dwell on the earth. And so again, looking here at this scripture, we have this place that tells us that the saints of God are going to be overcome. So we have in one place in Daniel where it says the saints of God are going to be shattered. We have in the book of Revelation that the saints of God are going to be overcome. And the question is, is if the saints of God are supposed to be raptured before any of the things from the book of Revelation take place, then who are these ones that are going to, to suffer this persecution? Who are these ones 
that um, that are going to be are going to appear to be shattered? Who are these ones that are going to be overcome again? What I think this shows us in the Word of God is that as Christians, we should not be complacent. We should not be lazy. We should study these things. We should have an understanding not only for our own selves, but just like we were talking about earlier, so that we can tell others, we can make other people aware of what is coming upon the earth, so that people can understand um, and make sense of what it is that's going on around us right now. None of none of the things that that we see happening around us are are by accident. Um, there are people who, um, just like um, you and I, serve Jesus or serve the living God. There, there are people who very much serve um, our adversary, and um, they they have uh, an agenda, and they are in the midst of carrying that out. And once you understand that, you understand that the things that people call uh, conspiracy so often, um, it's it's um, it's it's the very things that the Bible tells us to look for. I mean, people, you know, people have said for years that the idea of, of a new world order or a group of people um, who are conspiring to reshape the world, that that's some kind of conspiracy. Yet the Word of God tells us that in the last days that there will be a one world government, that there will be an economy that um, is under one currency, that eventually that um, the world will be made to take a mark um, either in their right hand or in their forehead, and that no one will be able to have a job, participate in commerce um, without this mark. And anybody that pays attention can see that all of these things are are um, coming to into reality right now. I, I saw this week that um, oh, yeah, within that, the next that, few years, this stuff is going to be. The it's F going to be that, there. Can you pull that up? The F the FDA approved this week um, Neuralink. Um, if 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 I remember correctly, I believe it was this week that the FDA approved Neuralink, which is um, another uh, another venture by Elon Musk. It's an implantable um, device that's that's made to go in your brain and will connect you to the internet. Bill Gates. Um, Microsoft owns a patent. Um, anybody can find that online. Um, it's WO2020060606. That is a cryptocurrency mining device that is implantable. All of these things are, are, are happening all around us right now. Yep. Tis approved. First, first thing that pops up. <laughs> What's that now? Is first it things that po the first thing that pops up? FDA approved Neuralink. Uh, Neuralink has gained approval from the Food and Drug Administration to begin trials to implant brain chips into humans. Right. Does it does it give a description there of of uh, of what these brain chips will allow one to accomplish? Uh, not without some extensive reading into this article. <laughs> see I mean uh, there's something else that I was thinking of oh not just that um, not just the Neuralink being approved but also um, BlackRock getting into cryptocurrency 
Yeah. Uh, that's going to be massive for for cryptocurrency and bringing about a, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and BlackRock. You know, most most people still don't know who BlackRock is. I'll but I'll tell you what's interesting. <laughs> the folks in France must understand who BlackRock is because uh, I saw that they were raiding or sacking their headquarters um, there in France. And I thought to myself that and that doesn't just happen randomly. They they must understand how how BlackRock is involved in what's going on in their country right now. If you don't know who BlackRock is, BlackRock, along with Vanguard and State Street, own more than a third of the world's total assets. Um, a guy named Larry Fink is at the head of, of BlackRock, and um, that's something that might interest any of you that are watching if you don't know who BlackRock is and, and what BlackRock is doing. Um, you, should, you should educate yourself, find out who BlackRock is. Justin Gofor says our, our lives are like that movie, The Truman Show. Yeah, I think our lives are more like The Truman Show than, than uh, yeah, I agree, Justin. It is very much like The Truman Show. It's certainly how it feels. Uh, the article that I'm reading only says that it'll allow a person to somebody it's only for people who are tetraplegic or quadriplegic or uh, to be able to control a phone through Bluetooth using their brain like they were controlling it with a like with a mouse with a hand yeah I know it's going to be capable of a lot more in the future, but as far as what I can find online as to what people say it is capable of, that's all that I'm reading currently. Yeah, I think the most important, I think the, the maybe the, um, the most important objective that they would have there is just is, is getting people used to the idea that it, it's a normal thing to implant some kind of device into your brain. I mean, you can just imagine if someone would have told you that, you know, 10 years ago that, hey, we want to implant something in your brain. But but you begin to imagine, just, just imagine if people start getting devices implanted in their brain and everybody that gets that device implanted in their brain, you can connect automatically to the internet. And if you're connected to something that's as fast as 5G or even faster, you've got you've got automatic connection to the internet. And so someone asks you a question, and you know the answer. And the technology is so seamless that you can't even really tell: is that my thought, or did I get that from the cloud? Right. And then if you can imagine, Google then, always gives you the right answer. <laughs> right. And then if you can imagine a scenario like that. Imagine what kind of disadvantage that you would be once once we cross a, uh, a threshold where, where more people have that than not. So if you're an employer and you're looking at someone that has this versus someone that doesn't, this person that, that has this device, um, there's no need to train them. It's a situation much like what you see in the matrix. It's like, hey, you know, you need to be a customer service rep for, um, for Academy, you know, Acme Wireless. 
So we're going to jack you in, and, and now you know everything there is to know. And then that very day, they're doing the job like someone that had been there for, for 10 years. Yeah, they got their YouTube PhD instantly instead of having to actually watch the videos. Yeah. <laughs> so you you can imagine that even if there were not laws to to restrict you from participating in the job sector or within commerce, you would, you'd find yourself at a great, great disadvantage. But again, the Bible tells us that at some point, some technology like this will exist that will be uh, placed in our hands or in our heads, and without it, you won't be able to buy. And if you look at what's going on right now with the um, central bank digital currency and all the conversations that are surrounding that, and, and you don't have to go to some weird place to get the information, you can look at the conversations that, that they're having. There's videos right on, on YouTube where they're talking about these things. And this is programmable money. And so the dollar, the dollar will go away. It, it's not if it happens, it, it is going to happen. And the currency that, that, that we've always known and are accustomed to using, that will give way to a digital currency. And a lot of people think, oh, that, that's, that's going to make life easier. That's a great idea. But what people fail to understand, what they don't realize, is that this currency is programmable. And so just imagine a scenario where, they, where, um, um, where there's another virus. Um, and then there are lockdowns, and you're told that, that you are that no one is allowed to go any further uh, than two miles from their house. Um, and uh, now they're able to program the money, and so your your digital currency will only work within a two mile radius of your home. Um, you, the World Economic Forum has talked about things like carbon credits where um, your money will only allow you to buy so much real meat. And then once you have bought um, the allotted amount of meat and you go to the store and you want to buy hamburger meat um, and you go to buy it, it says that your currency is not working right now for hamburger meat, but you're going to have to buy impossible meat. And uh, these things, again, th this, is, this is not, these are not wild theories. These are the things that they are talking about, the, the ones that, that um, are putting these things forward but again most most folks are not aware and and why would they be our our media doesn't report on any of these things most people are not aware of who the world economic forum is uh, the the vast majority of people have no idea that the world health organization um, convened just over uh, just a little over a month ago um, and they decided there that um, one year from that date they were going to reconvene and that um, all nations' sovereignty would give way to the World Health Organization, that if there was another pandemic, um, that all nations would cede their sovereignty and that, that the World Health Organization would, um, would be able to dictate um, to all of the world. Um, and, and That's it, scary in and of itself. Yeah. There was, uh, what's, what is, I'd have to do a little digging to find out, but there was a former congresswoman that was um, that was there, and she was reporting on that, and she was encouraging folks to to call their uh, their congressmen about those things. Uh, Nick Smith says the World Health Organization, the ancient serpent that deceiveth all nations into the ends of the earth. I, I would imagine what he um, one of the things that he's referring to is the um, that organization is represented by a, a serpent that is wrapped around a, a staff. Um, which um, we're all used to seeing that. We see that on um, on every ambulance that, that goes by. Uh, you ever wondered about what 
what's up with that? You know, a, a serpent wrapped around a staff, and that's what symbol. You know, that's our symbol for for medicine or or uh, pharmaceuticals, which which the word of God calls pharmakia also um, you know translates into into sorcery in Revelation chapter 13 it says that those rich merchants that sat on that port city surrounded by water that all of their deception would be centered around pharmakia I think in light of, of the events that we've all watched transpire over the past couple of years that's a, a very interesting thing because I think that most of us um, most of us that are that that agree with the empirical evidence and data can agree that that pharmacia that they tried to push on the entire world was exactly what so many of us said that it was, that it was in itself a great deception. And I think there are a great number of people that um, that that took that because they, they trusted the folks that we've all trusted, and now they understand that um, that thing um, it, it was useless at best. Uh, at best. I mean, and this isn't this isn't just Republicans saying that anymore. This is you can find Democrats all over the world that are no, starting to they're starting to realize, hey, this wasn't maybe this wasn't the greatest you, idea. You cannot argue with the with the, the data. I mean and and now even the organizations themselves are starting to get honest about it that that there yes, there are a lot of there are a lot of side effects. <clears throat> more more uh, negative side effects in this in, in that and, and that medication, if you want to call it that, than, than any previous thing like it. Um, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, we have a question up here from Justin Goforth. What's your stance on AI and chat GPT? Is this the ushering in of the Antichrist? I don't know that it's the ushering in of the Antichrist, but I, I'll tell you what, I can I could certainly imagine a scenario where the Antichrist itself could, could be artificial intelligence. Um, I, I, I do know this. I, I know that there is something going on um, with the, um, chat GPT and um, the different um, the different applications that are like it. I, I um, watched a testimony that um, I believe it was was a true testimony. It was a man that was uh, talking about his son and his wife, and they got in a conversation with one of these chat bots. Um, and the son um, asked a simple question about um, about the Bible. Um, this thing answered in such a way that it elicited the curiosity of the little boy. Uh, the little boy ends up asking that uh, the chat bot if it was indeed artificial intelligence or if it was some kind of disembodied spirit and this thing goes on to explain to him that it was actually the product of an, uh, a fallen angel that cohabitated with a human woman and that it was their its offspring and that at some point um, that the body that it was once in was killed and now this is the disembodied spirit of this thing and he's saying ask me any question that you want to and I can answer it again you can search that using some keywords or whatever and pull up uh, that story but all, all of that to say um, I do not think that, that that is just some kind of um, of advancement in technology. All of this has to do with, with quantum computing, quantum mechanics, and there's more to quantum computing and quantum mechanics um, than, than what um, your average person understands. There, there's, um, there's something very spiritual that, that's going on um, 
within all of that. And, and again, you don't have to look any further than the organizations themselves. You can listen to the scientists themselves from CERN uh, who, will, who will give um, testimony to the fact that they are communicating with entities from some other kind of, of dimension, and or at least that is their goal. They believe that they are speaking with entities, and they have stated their goal is to possibly bring one of these entities from one dimension into our dimension, and uh, they claim that they have already brought matter from those dimensions into this dimension. And um, yeah, and we could we could talk a lot more about about CERN, but again, most people don't even know know what CERN is or that, that exists and anytime I say that I'm not I'm not making fun of people for for being without that knowledge and, and unless you go and look for these things and decide to educate yourself you you won't know um, any of this because our our media is not media you guys don't think that we actually have news here do you like I, we no, don't Justin Goforth said he's got chills. What gave you chills, Goforth? I didn't know if he was saying he got chills or if he was telling you to chill. <laughs> no, no, he, no. That's that's Goforth. That's my buddy, man. I love that guy. He, I doubt he's telling me to chill. <clears throat> he said it's like uh, they ain't ready for this bro chill. <laughs> uh, that's why we're doing this. It's, there's no more time to worry about who's ready for for what or what people, you know what people think and, and and I think a lot of people are coming to that that realization that you know if people if people are going to think uh this stuff's crazy after what's going on in the world then they're just you know look some people are just going to bury their head in the sand so they don't have to see the house burn down but um people that have traditionally been been rationalists in their thinking um are coming over to the side of the empiricist that, that meaning that they're starting to make sense of the world um, according to what the empirical data, that, that being everything around them that they are observing, like what's that telling me? And it's pointing to, to, to a conclusion that the things that this Bible talks about, they are happening now. Um, oh, yeah. And I, more and more of us are seeing that. And the ones of us that are, we, we, uh, we understand, we realize, again, according to the Word of God, we've got a, a responsibility, an obligation, we have a command from from Jesus to tell people that they would come into the light, that they would have an understanding, that they would no longer be in the darkness, um, and uh, so yeah, there's no there's no more time to worry about if people like to think you're crazy or not. Just, just go ahead, just just be crazy. Yeah. Talk about. I mean, like like with what what we started this entire thing off with, they'll be deceived. I mean. They're they're either gonna believe believe it or not. So I mean it's you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how Jesus starts out in Matthew twenty four. The disciples say, "What's it gonna be like?" He says, "Man, don't don't be deceived. Don't be deceived because deceptions can be everywhere." The Word of God says that God is. Think about this. God is going to send a strong delusion. So this 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 the strong delusion. It's not outside of the will of God. It's not like it things got out of hand for him. This is this is a um, this is a pruning process. We're we're going to see the separation between the wheat and the chafe. We're going to see that we're going to see the ones that you know the ones that have been lukewarm that say they believe in Jesus, 
uh, but there's but they have no no root. They don't really know Jesus. They don't have a relationship. We're about to see those people under under the weight of persecution. Um, we're going to see those people fall away. The, these people, when the deception comes, because they they don't have a relationship with Jesus, because they haven't read the Word of God, um, as one does when they desire to know Jesus, they're not they're they're not going to have any idea what ha- what is happening, and so um, they'll fall prey to these things. I've got a meme. Somebody said this perfectly. Somebody said boo black rock. Justin said facts. Nick's got Nick gave us uh, Nick brought that scripture from from Revelation that the light of the lamp will shine and you no more and the voice of the bridegroom and the bride will be heard and you no more for your merchants were the great ones of the earth and all nations were deceived by your pharmakia. Justin said, "What were you speaking, brother? What I don't know what I don't know what you what you mean, Justin." You were you asking a question of what what was I talking about? You had to you had to give clarification on on that. Um, Tiffany, why you why you give me a sad face, Tiffany? Don't get don't be sad. Uh, Nick Nick says this right here this right here this man. What is this, that? This is going to be everybody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Nick Nick Smith says, and with all deceivableness and and of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. That they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Yeah. And isn't that the truth? Don't do we not see those all around us that have pleasure in unrighteousness? You know, and I and but I see, but but what I see, and I always I think is not I think I know as believers we are we are to dwell on that which is good, lovely, commendable, pure, true. Um, while while we see that, what I, um, certainly. The ones of the world are falling more and more into unrighteousness. Uh, the people of God are are becoming more and more awake, and um, and I believe pulling away from from those things we used to allow ourselves to become involved with. I I, I know myself for one. Like I have I just I have no desire to listen. To uh, to any of the music I used to listen to, I mean, and, and look, it was a long time ago that I gave away. I mean, look, when you you know you become a Christian, you know, and you start following Jesus, it, it's not long until you're convicted and you understand, like, all right, I, sh- I should probably get rid of these Eminem uh, CDs. You know, I should probably take this Jay Z off my off my playlist. But then, you know, I was I was still left with you know music that I thought, oh, this is just the music from my childhood. You know, old rock and roll music and. And things like that, but even over the past few years, you know, my uh, just spiritually, what I've what I've become awake to, and, and and it's it's wild. I've wondered how how was I not always awake to this? You know, I, me and my dad loved the Rolling Stones, and now you know it's like I I hear things I never heard before. You know, uh, one of my one of the songs I used to listen to all the time by the Rolling Stones uh, called "Sympathy for the Devil." And it's written as though it's written. 
from the first person view of the devil and it comes from an album their first album which was called uh, her satanic majesty's request point being uh it's like i i i have no desire to to listen to any of that anymore and i i see that happening all over the place and maybe maybe it's not music they put maybe it right it's, in the title bro <laughs> I, I know that's what i mean how do you how do you miss but it's not it's not just me i mean Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven. Like you know, do do some research, do a little reading about that. Just like what 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 you know, listen to what Robert Plant himself says about how the song was written, how the song came to be. You know, uh, listen to the song played backwards. Um, it, it's 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 unbelievable. I mean, and it's always been right right in front of of all of us. And uh, I think that. More and more are opening their eyes to this all the time. Uh, let's see. I don't really have any. I don't have any questions. There's lots of comments. Somebody said they're terrified of 5G. Uh, I don't know. I don't know anything about. Don't be terrified of don't don't be terrified of anything. Look, the the word of God has told us this that that God has His hand to His people. You know, I, I think about things that um, that have taken on brand new meaning to me over the past couple of years. You know, there's this uh, passage in the Bible that says that His people would would eat um, would uh, drink the poisonous thing and and live would would handle serpents and not die you know we were talking about earlier it was nick that uh that talked that uh, referenced that serpent wrapped around a staff and that represents our medicine and um you know i don't think god wants us running around um, picking up actual snakes but i can't help but wonder if if perhaps that's what the bible was talking about that that even though the enemy would come after us and want to kill us through our food and through every you know the drinks that are sold just all i mean you know man it's all poison um god takes care of us and i just you know he does not want a spirit of fear on on any of us um we want to be aware of everything but um trust me julie when i tell you like whatever it is you're afraid of um like if you know afraid of 5g there's there's probably five other things right around you right now that are much more terrifying than 5g and um you just don't know about it we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid of anything. Justin Justin agrees. He said we're not to fear or worry. We weren't built for those things. Amen, Justin. The dollar sign is the same snake on a stick. That's interesting. I haven't heard anything about that. <clears throat> Do you have any info you, on that, Brian? No. That um, I I wouldn't doubt at all that that has some kind of of meaning like that. Anybody else have any questions? Um, any anything at all? Give it a couple more minutes, and then we'll wrap we'll wrap this Q and A portion up. How about this? Any any of you guys? Any of you guys? I've been paying attention to. What's going on in the political sphere? Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Um, that that's somebody I think that um, one should.
pay attention to. He's getting a whole whole lot of attention right now. Um, talks talks about um, how to make peace um, a, a lot. Um, he actually speaks out against um, pharmaceutical uh, companies. Yeah. Um, he's had some some very interesting interviews on podcasts like uh, Joe Rogan's yeah. podcast. I watched where, that one the other day. There was a lot of interesting things in that podcast that, yeah. that he had to say. Like, how about him talking about how the CIA—it's just—it's just knowledge now that the CIA had its hand in the assassination of his uncle, and and his his father. So you know, it's it's an, it's it's really it's. Again, they don't care. No, it's been mind blowing <laughs> to me. You know, it's it's like we get we get information that the CIA was involved in the assassination of a sitting U.S. president. And it's just like it hardly causes, you know, a, a ripple in the culture. You get information, you know, that, hey, our government is in possession of um, um, deceased aliens or, or entities and, and craft that they say is from another planet. Um, and, again, like barely a, a ripple, which, which by the way um, – I believe that that has to do with with that great deception that's coming. I I don't. There are no aliens. Um, the only aliens are what we would call demons, and um, I I would not be surprised at all if what we see in the way of of um, of UAPs uh, um, talk of of aliens. Uh, I think that that there's an agenda with with that also. Oh, for sure. Honestly, with with Robert Kennedy Jr., I, I think I think more Republicans like him than Democrats right now. <laughs> well, it's been interesting. He's uh, he is a Democrat, in case y'all don't know. <laughs> yeah, I saw him the other day. He, uh, you know, it was a long form interview, kind of a town hall setting, and um, the woman who was uh, conversing with him, she had said that. You know, Donald, she said, Donald Trump said that, that you are uh, a nice guy, um, that you are a very common sense thinker, that he really likes you a lot. You know, what do you think of, of Donald Trump? And, and he, uh, he said, well, I'm very glad that, um, that President Trump likes me, thinks I'm a nice guy. I don't agree with everything he says, but I have no intention of saying bad things about him. He said, you know, Democrats always say they want to end the polarization, but how do you do that if you're not willing to engage with uh, your, um, you know, those that oppose your your views? Um, I mean, I it's it's I don't know that I've ever heard someone that that answers every question so well. But but yes, you're right. I mean, and and it's not just uh, you know he's done interviews with with Tucker Carlson who um, raves about him likes him a whole lot Dan Bongino who is um, who is one of the most popular um, conservative voices um, on the radio and with a podcast um, has said um, overwhelmingly positive things about him uh, he's, he's appeared um, even on um, on Alec Jones broadcast um, and and when people ask him about that, uh, he defends that very, very, very well. Um, I've just I've not heard him answer a question badly yet. Um, and like you said, he he is a Democrat, um, which means he is pro pro choice. Myself, I'm a single issue voter. 
Um, I, I will not vote for someone um, who is um, pro-killing babies. Uh, um, that's a red line for me. But I will say um, that that person, he is someone um, to watch. All right. I see some other comments, but I don't really see any other questions. Again, guys, um, we appreciate you joining with us for these Q and A's. Um, when we film, when we film the podcast, uh, we take um, from from this time that we've spent together, and we take some of the best questions and we um, add that to the podcast. So it is um, very helpful that you guys come and spend time with us. Hope it's useful to you. Um, we will be back again next Tuesday. So if you think you'll be free and plan on joining us um, and you think of any questions concerning the Bible, um, concerning the things that are happening uh, in the world right now, um, write those questions down, um, put them in your phone somewhere, and bring them back next week, and we will do our very best to answer those questions. I'm taking one last look. Nick says... Uh, Enjoyed the show, brother. Blessings to you and everyone listening. Blessings also to you, Nick and Julie and Justin and uh, everybody else who was so nice to come and join our discussion tonight. Love you guys really much. Hope that you have a good evening. Hope that you rest well, and we'll see you guys next time. Y'all be sure I have posted links in the comments. Uh, go, go follow us. Go follow us on Spotify, YouTube, Rumble, wherever you like to consume uh, your podcast content. If you want to watch us or just listen while you're going down the road, uh, go over there. Give us a follow. Watch a podcast. Like it. Share it. Help spread the word. Anything else? That's it. Y'all have a good night. Thank y'all. God bless you.